What's up, Jeffrey? What's up, Axel? How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Welcome back to LA. Thank you so much for coming, hanging out with me. Thank you for having I me. I haven't seen you in a while. It's been almost a year since since you came. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's so, what has happened this last year? What are you up to? I see you're making a ton of videos, going to a bunch of conventions. What's mm -hmm. been going on? Yeah, mostly it's the conventions. So, uh, a lot of people don't know if they've been following me for a short time, but I didn't go to conventions until basically this year. My first convention ever was Anime New York City yeah. last year in uh, November, in 2021. Yeah. And then my next one, I didn't go for several months. And then ever since April, I've been going to more than one every month and we were just flying everywhere and meeting all these people. It is a great time, you know. I go, like, not with the intention of like we're gonna shoot videos here but i go there and then you just meet people and everybody wants to shoot a video and like it's just a good time you have a bunch of people and it's just a really good mood everybody's costumes look really nice and i just can't help myself you know and just making more content i bet and i've seen a lot of those videos and to be honest i thought you were going to show up dressed up as a weird anime character today mm -hmm. i'm yeah. a bit disappointed i'm very sorry for that i apologize <laughs> to all the fans who are watching this you know i like i'm just out here boring steve jobs outfit right <laughs> But I see you do a lot of videos and uh, at the convention you have this weird costume. You, you're dressed like, I don't know if it's a college, like a school girl. Yeah. And then you pick people up and you carry them. Yeah, yeah. She, she's a six-year-old girl who goes to Eden uh, Academy, right? So she's uh, a psychic in a show called Spy Family. Her name is Anya. She really likes peanuts. And uh, in the actual show, she doesn't do that because she's like this tall. Uh, but I just thought it would be really fun to take that character and like do something silly with them, yeah. right? Because there's a running gag where people were photoshopping her in different anime universes and showing her like defeating Goku or like One Punch Man or like, like you know, and she's the strongest. So I thought it would be really funny to bring that to life. Cool. So you have a lot of videos that are very eye-catchy and that's something that even I'm not submerged in the anime world. I don't know much about it. I've watched some Naruto. Uh, Demon Slayer, so I know just the, the basics, but I do realize that you have a specific skill to create something that makes me want to go back and watch ADN because like what the heck just happened. So what's your process with that? Like what are the type of videos that you like making and what goes through your head when you're thinking about an idea? Mm. A lot of times I will think uh, to the show that is popular and like why do I like that show, right? And then I pick like my favorite characters in that show and I'm like, why do I like that character? And then I go to a moment in that show that I thought was really funny. I'm like, oh, like these characters, like they met each other for the first time and all of a sudden they started like fighting over something. And I was like, how can I recreate that so that everybody watching this video, if they've seen the show, they'll be like, oh, it's that moment. And if they haven't seen this show, they're like, like, this is very interesting. Like, what is this guy doing, right? So you're creating like an inside joke, but you're also bringing people into like your world a little bit. And I love anime a lot. So I like it when other people watch it. So one of my favorite things to see is a comment on my video saying like, oh my God, like I started watching this show because of you. It, it's the best feeling. I bet that must be super cool that you're getting people to watch something. Now, tell me about the whole community and being an influencer. How do you handle that? And do you, do you get like hate sometimes because of the videos that you're making? Because maybe people love that show and you're doing something weird with it. Like, tell me about that. Yeah, that kind of thing definitely happens. So let me address that in two parts, right? Uh, we'll talk about like other creators like later, and then we'll talk about like my content first, where do you get bad feedback? Yes. 
You do. Uh, whether it's because you made a joke that was in poor taste, or maybe people just didn't understand your joke. Like you'll make a joke about a character being weak when we know that they're strong. Everybody who really likes that character will get very upset with you, right? Uh, but then you just have to understand what kind of criticism is valid, and what is just somebody being like angry at you for no reason that they, maybe they just rolled out of bed the wrong way that day. And you think to yourself, well, did I think it was funny? Yeah. Did it hurt anybody? No. Then it's fine. Keep the video up. You're gonna be fine. And if it was, oh, I shouldn't have made that video. That was bad. And then you say sorry, move on, make another, make a good video the next time, right? Uh, with other creators and influencers, I am so happy that I've been able to go to these conventions for the past year because I've met so many wonderful people, right, of all sizes, uh, from like different times in their like creator careers. Like I know people who do the most amazing things. And they have not picked up a camera to record videos of them doing that. And I'm like, yo, like you, you gotta start doing this. Like your outfit looks so good, or like you know, you're 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 really good at dancing, or you know, you can you can do like all this cool stuff, and you're not showing anyone. Like, well, what's going on, right? Um, but I've just witnessed all sorts of talent, and it's just really opened my eyes to how big the community actually is. So how do you think people can blow up their TikTok or their Instagram if they're thinking about starting out? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Uh, authenticity is important, but also you have to think about the overlap of like, what is something I like and how can I package it so that other people will give it that first watch? You really just get that first watch and then, and then like from there you can kind of snowball it out. And you have to realize that we as people are a lot more relatable than you think. You might, oh, nobody feels the way that I feel about this. Actually, a lot of people feel the way that you feel about this, right? You can just make a joke about um, like, when you microwave your food too long and then like, you know, you eat it because you're so hungry and then it burns your tongue, right? Like something like that, right? It's a very simple concept, but everybody's experienced that. Now, how can you package that in a way that makes people want to watch it? Um, it's a kind of random example that I use, but maybe I pick an anime character who literally got burned to death. <laughs> right, like they died in an explosion, right? And I'll pick the food out of the microwave and I'll put it in my mouth and suddenly, boom, anime character like dies in an explosion. It's like, that's how it feels. Then people who've seen the show, they'll be like, oh, that's so funny. Right, it's just like that. So. so you're going back to like the inside joke, but with something that is relatable to everybody. Yeah. Now, what about growing the page? Because I think that is perfect for when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you have been posting videos and nothing happens, like mm -hmm. crickets? Yeah. I think that's the hardest part mm -hmm. is you have been making videos for like six months and nothing has gone viral. Because I think everybody believes that if they start doing a lot of videos, they're gonna go viral. Yeah. Like, how did that happen for you? Did you go viral or was it a slow process to build your following? Yeah, I think like anything else, it's a skill that you can get better at. And you have to understand no matter how far you are in the game, there's no guarantees, right? You can make a video and it can be really good and maybe it doesn't go viral. At this point, be shameless, take it down, post it again the next day. Uh, <laughs> if you're very confident in your work and you think that it is like worth a lot of people seeing, be shameless, don't get embarrassed, right? That's one thing that I really try to convince people like with my content is if you're having a good time and you're not causing anybody else problems, don't be afraid, don't be embarrassed, just do it, right? Like I know I look very silly dressed up in my character running around in the conventions, but I just make sure, hey, don't bump into anybody, don't hurt anybody, have a good time, make people laugh and it, it will it will be a good time. And I don't have to go to a convention to do that. I can make a funny video in my room, right? But the same rules apply. You might get lucky once, right? So at the beginning, I think quantity is important. You put out 10 videos, 20 videos, and then you see, ah, this one got a lot of views. Why? And you say, 
on that video, like I made a funny face or I did a funny voice or I like quoted somebody or I made this kind of joke. And you say, can I do that again? Or would it get boring too fast? And you think, I can probably do that again. And then you go from there and then you like build yourself like your own little world. So, and you can do this for anything, no matter what your content niche is. Like I don't know how to play soccer, but if I had to make soccer content starting today, even though I'm bad at soccer, I promise you I could. Right, like I can just make videos about being bad at soccer, but somebody would watch them. And if I follow the formula, eventually, like more people will be watching it. Yeah. yeah. So you just hit 100k on YouTube. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. And I know when we first met, when we were working at Impact Theory, you had just started your YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and in the this short amount of time, you hit that mark. So congrats on that. What is different on the game on YouTube versus the game on TikTok? Because on TikTok, you have over a million followers. That's like your biggest like platform, right? Mm -hmm. But then you move over to a new platform, starting from scratch, you have no subscribers and you just keep going at it. So what was the shift there and how are you handling YouTube now and in the future? Yeah, so I think the reason for growing on YouTube is because I shifted my priority over to it. And uh, I was just reposting like every video that I make on TikTok at first. I like I film the video, put it on TikTok, put it on YouTube at the same time. And that, that does work, honestly. If you make enough stuff, like it will bring everything up. But then I started thinking about like, is my audience any different, right? What am I serving to the people? And uh, you can go as deep or as shallow as you want, but just be aware is like, oh, maybe the people that watch me on TikTok are primarily between the age of 13 and 18, but on YouTube, they're between 16 and 25. So like, this is just an example, right? What can I give to the 16 to 25 year olds that might like uh, get their attention more? What is a 16 to 25 year old doing? Ah, maybe they're moving out of their house. Maybe they're applying to college. Maybe they're doing their first job. Maybe they're like experiencing their first breakup. And then now that you have these topics, um, then you can spin an idea, you can tell a story and then you can serve it like to that audience. So there have been kind of strategic moves where I'm thinking of, I'm gonna make this video and it will be a short video, but I'm making this video for YouTube and I will put it on TikTok rather than the other way around. And I think that that's probably. Do you sit down and think about those things like that deep or it's something like you think about it and mm -hmm. then you just go make a bunch of videos? Like how, how much do you spend actually with the strategy and all of that? Because I see you as a creator mm -hmm. and I think most people have no idea what the whole process is of yeah. like thinking about scripts and all that. Mm -hmm. So what's your process with that? Yeah. I will say it's very freeform because like I think about many different topics in a short amount of time and that's just like the way I am. I've always been like easily like, you know, it's like I'm doing this and then now I want to go do that. Right. Uh, but I just think about like what is entertaining to me and like how I can best convey that to other people. I think that if you can like show somebody that you like something so much that even if they've never tried it, they become curious and they want to try it too. Right. Yeah, I, I think you got me to try uh, watching Demon Slayer. Oh, see, see that that's that that's my favorite thing to yeah. hear. And also, uh, my roommate Abraham, uh, that also was obsessed with anime, he said that I should really check it out. Uh, why are you so attracted to anime? I think from a young age, you know, you watch a lot of TV, and with anime in particular they have a lot of themes where the main character is like a hero that you should be able to relate to 
and uh, I found myself like resonating with a lot of the values, right? So in anime, they might have like an underdog, and they they work really really hard so that they be, can become the Hokage, the Pirate King, the the best Pokemon Master, right? Something like that, and. It, it's just like in a time where you might feel lonely because like I watched it when I was a kid elementary school middle school high school right and you're like oh I'm not popular or I'm not cool I'm not good at sports right you watch these shows and you're like you know if I if I try really hard maybe I can be like Goku too right whatever that may be uh, it was a way to like escape there's a lot of different genres of anime some are like action some are romance right some are like a uh, literally like video game themed so there's something for almost anyone and for me I like the action but I know plenty of people look at the romance anime. I like those too. And they're like, oh, I wish somebody would treat me the way that this person treats that person in the show. I just want to hold somebody's hand and look at the fireworks, you know? Right. So. So talking about romance, tell me a little bit about that and what has been your experience. Does the fame as a content creator help or disrupt that side of your life and if you don't want to get into that we don't have to talk about it that is all. such a fun question that is such a fun question um so first of all i think that like the the fame aspect is overrated it is like I, i'm not famous the only people that know me are the people that have seen my content because they really like anime and then they just see this weird guy making the but anime you know that there's over a million people yeah. who have seen your face and mm -hmm. they have said okay i want to see more of him yes you understand that right? yes i understand right but do they want to see more of this face or do they want to see this face wearing a pink wig picking people up at a convention and like throwing like yeah so with that said i think the weirdest thing about like romance is the collective belief that that i'm i'm so popular like yes you follow me right but like i've tried to talk to somebody like casually and then they're like oh you probably you're talking to so many people i'm like no i'm actually very scared to talk to you right now usually i just talk to my camera i just talk to my phone it's very easy to be smooth to your phone because it doesn't talk back <laughs> And, be like, and this will make you nervous. Oh yeah, no, I get nervous. I get nervous in real life. Uh, and you know, if you anybody's in the chat that you've met me in person, like I was probably just as scared to meet you as you were to me. But like, I just have to smile and shake your hand anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's interesting. So with everything that is happening right now in in media and the streaming companies and YouTube, TikTok, all of that, you and I have talked about your goals and you want to act and you want to do things like that. Are you still pursuing the same goal? How are you thinking about your career and uh, things that you're going to be creating in the next year? Mm -hmm. So I think for this year, my focus is to grow my platforms and develop new skills, right? I, we, we've worked with Tom and we know how Tom recommends like, you know, always sharpen your skills, get really good at things, right? And I am the type of person who likes to learn a lot of things as fast as possible. So I've decided to embrace that where like, yes, I would like to act. I think that this year I can build some foundation to that. I don't see any huge steps towards my acting career from this, but what I could do is, you know, sharpen my skills in acting, make better content, learn a little bit more about, you know, filming, directing, like uh, camera tricks, editing stuff, and then like just generally uh, increase the quality of my videos. And then from that point on, you know, contact an agent, go to auditions, I learn these skills, I learn how to do stunt work, maybe practice more voices, make a portfolio, all that stuff, right? But laying it out, going step by step, and like, I'm not afraid of messing up or like making things a little bit messy because I know the worst thing that can happen is you just have to start over. Like, that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. So with the voices and all of that, I remember that you were practicing to do a few impressions. Yeah. 
have you got any new impressions? Do you have anything that you want to try out? Oh, I don't know if I have any new ones, but also I haven't made a lot of videos like with those in a minute. So like, yeah, like with voices, I've always had like a, a fun time with the range. I think the first voice I ever did when I was like young was like maybe Mickey Mouse. And then the second voice I ever did was Patrick from SpongeBob. Right, so I was like, that's not crazy talk. This is crazy talk, right? Uh, to whoever who's the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on, right? That kind of thing. Or like, uh, so some of my favorite voices to do though is like like Guy Sensei, right? It's like Lee, come here and do five thousand push-ups. Yes, sir, Guy Sensei, I will do that right away. Right. So like, I like doing that. Um, I also like uh, like Deku from My Hero Academia. I don't know if you watched My Hero Academia. No, I haven't. You haven't, right? So he's he's a young boy and he's going to high school and he, he wants to become the greatest superhero. So it's like, my name is Izuku Midoriya, and I will become the world's number one hero. And like, it's just funny because he's kind of a wimp, but he tries really hard, right? He trains really hard. He gets his like, you know, superpower, no spoilers, right? And he like, uh, at this point in the story, you know, he's not number one yet. He's still in school, but he's like making progress and like, we respect him. But I love just making jokes about his voice because he's just like, oh, you should stop bullying because that's not nice. Like, you know, he, cause he sounds like a wimp and it's just really fun to do that. Yeah. yeah. So man, I hope that you get into more voice acting and hopefully you get to do some like you can probably do really good voices for animated series and like be the voice behind that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Now, on the way here we were talking about kind of the business side, managers and agents and all that. I don't know how much you want to get into that, but I think it's interesting that people might believe that, you know, influencers they're all millionaires. They all have all these followings and they're selling all this merch and they're making like $50,000 every weekend. And like, what has been your experience with that? And you only share whatever you want. To sure, share, sure. Know? Like with the whole conversation, like moving forward, it's like, you don't, whatever you don't want to talk about. Oh, of course, of course. Let's not talk about that. No worries. So tell me about that side of like your life, because I bet that takes a lot of energy and time just thinking about that and, and making your art make enough money so you can do it full time. Yeah. So that is a wonderful question. And I do think that in general, everybody thinks that an influencer is rich. I know that I thought it right. So when I was making content to begin with, and it, let me just say that like your goal is a good goal, right? Whatever it is that you have, I want a thousand followers. I want a million followers. It's like, it's a good goal, right? Keep working towards that. Uh, but when I was starting off with TikTok and I had like 3000 followers and I was like, man, if I just had a hundred thousand followers, I bet I would be so rich. Then I hit a hundred thousand. I'm like, I'm not making any money. Maybe if I had like a million followers, I'd be rich. I've, guys, I'm still not rich, okay? Like, uh, you've seen the setup in this room. This is not my room, okay? I don't have, <laughs> I don't have this stuff. And, but that's not what I'm saying. It's like, I still film off my phone, you know? I'm still on the tripod. And like, I live comfortably, of course. Uh, but it's like, it's not so simple. You, do you know about like Social Blade and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah, you go on the internet and you can Google like, how much does like this person make based off their way? And those calculators are so wrong. They're the worst things ever. They're like, oh, like, if you have 10,000 YouTube subscribers, you're making, you know, $4,000 a month off YouTube. I'm like, no, no, I'm not even making $400 off of YouTube in a month. Like not, not, not at all. It's crazy. So yeah, it's just like people have the wrong idea. And right now I'm just working on like creating a system where I can cover my expenses well enough that I can make like whatever I want, whenever I want. That's, that's the goal is like the freedom to express your art. Yeah. Well, the beauty of that is that 
that could also change any minute. Yes. Because you and I work with people and we have seen numbers of like the amount of money that can be made yes. on YouTube or through social media or with classes and courses and appearances and speaking engagements and all that. So I think it's really it's really interesting that you are in this journey and you're in it for the right reasons. But we also all need to figure out how to make more money. Like yes. We're doing the podcast right now. Like you were asking about the cameras and all that. Mm -hmm. the, the podcast doesn't make any money mm -hmm. yet. yet. So we'll find a way to make a lot of money with it. Mm -hmm. So, Jeff, if you could do anything and then money wasn't an issue, what would you do? That's... Honestly, I'd probably be like a food blogger. <laughs> a food blogger. I'd probably be a food blogger, yeah, like like a food travel blogger, right? Where I just go across the world and I eat whatever I want, and like I don't need to worry about the money, I don't need to worry about the views, but I can just be like, hey guys, I tried this the one thousand dollar wagyu steak, and this is what I thought, and I'd eat it, and I I'm weird, so I would probably try to like separate myself from the other food bloggers and be like well this was pretty good but i also made this ramen this morning and like if this was like a 10 this is like a 9.3 so i i would highly recommend you try this ramen this was sponsored by shin <laughs> this video was sponsored by shin ramen yeah. um you should definitely do why don't you do that it's expensive like lately you just said if money is not an issue like i would travel all around the world and I'd try all the best foods right can't afford to do that yet yeah right so okay. Maybe if you start doing that while dressed as an anime character. Oh uh, yeah. Then you can make that. I went to Japan dressed as Naruto, right? And then and then I tried all the ramen places, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite anime character out of time? Of all times. My favorite anime character of all time is probably Rock Lee. And a close second is probably Zoro from One Piece. Right. You're straight up, like whenever you dress as Rodney, you are exactly identical. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you like about that character? Yeah, so I think he's really funny and uh, he reflects a lot like on myself. So there, there's Rock Lee and there's Guy Sensei, right? They're a teacher-student combination. And the main difference between me and both of them is that my eyebrows are very, very light. They have very dark eyebrows, right? Um, but Rock Lee, his whole shtick is that he has no talent like whatsoever, but he really wants to be a, a good ninja. Now, this is very important. He doesn't want to be the strongest ninja in the world, and he doesn't want to become the ninja president. He doesn't want to be the ninja. He just wants to be a good ninja, a ninja that can be proud of himself, right? And everyone's telling him, you can't do it. You can't even make a fireball. You can't even, like, you know, like, like do all this other stuff. And he's like, okay, yeah, I can't do that. So I'll just do push-ups and I'll run laps around the village until I'm, like, strong enough to do things with my bare hands. And, like, did the show do him dirty? The show did him absolutely terrible dirty, right? But like, I thought that that work ethic and that drive was just like really admirable. And that's what I really liked about him. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about YouTube versus TV and streaming services and all of that? How do you see people consuming content? And also in your case, you make short form content. Mm -hmm. You were telling me about trying to do longer form content. Yes. How are you thinking about those two different buckets and how are you creating the things that you're doing right now? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the fundamental rules stay the same no matter what the platform is, is you create something interesting and get people invested in it so that they want to continue to follow and like see what comes next, right? Whether it's a 10 second video or a 10 minute video, uh, the idea is I draw your attention very quickly 
and then I give you something that you want to come back to because it wasn't finished, right? You need to see what comes next. So I have not yet figured out how to do that like in the long form context. And part of that is like a logistical reason, right? Is it's kind of tiring for me to sit there and edit like a 10 minute long video and add the sound effects and the subtitles for like 30 seconds. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that in an like, hour or two. But like for these longer videos, I'm just like, whoo. It's tiring, right? And I'm not super good at editing and I don't have an editor uh, like I do it myself. And I'm trying to think about like, what's the most efficient way to do that, right? Like what actually, what spending my time on can actually give me a return. And uh, sometimes that is not just like adding, making sure that the subtitles are the perfect size. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's like actually having a funny joke, having a good delivery, right? And then like uh, thinking about what kind of topics to make content on, right? Because some people struggle with ideas. Like we all run out of ideas every once in a while, but I struggle to pick and prioritize. I always have a ton of ideas, not enough time to shoot them all, not enough time to edit them all. So yeah. so how do you feel about LA versus Michigan where you live and like you've been in New York and mm -hmm. all these different cities. Does it really matter now that we have everything on the internet mm. where you are or not? I think that with enough skill, it doesn't actually matter at all where you are. Uh, I don't think I have that level of skill yet. <laughs> so I think that like definitely being in a good environment can help and especially with the energy of the people around you. So for example, I live with my parents. They're wonderful people. They are not conducive to the content creator mindset at all because- but Your dad is really funny. My dad is so funny, but that's because I gave him a script. <laughs> I wrote the script and I gave it to him. And like, if I just had him in front of the camera, like you, you like him, right? He's, he's, he's cool, but like, if I just let him do whatever he wanted, I don't know, I don't know, right? Um, but what I'm talking about is like the mindset of like, hey, what's what's new? What what can I like add to this, right? Mm, you know, my parents, we, we live in the same routine, right? Hey, make sure that your room is clean, right? Every week, let's mow the lawn, right? It's, it's like the same kind of routine and there's no like, like growth, like there's no urgency, right? We're just going through a routine. You go to a big city, you go to LA, you go to New York and you're like, oh, Next weekend, there's a concert, right? Oh, this weekend, there's an anime convention. Oh, here's a dance class, like, you know, whatever. There's always stuff going on. And there's stuff going on, like, in my neighborhood, but nothing, like, too crazy, nothing, like, that gets me super excited. So, yeah. How do you feel about uh, Mr. Beast and all this new age of content that is made for, like, seven-year-old kids that have no attention span and everything has to be, like, fast, cut, cut, cut in, cut out, mm -hmm. put this letter, this and that. How do you feel about that? Are you trying that in your YouTube channel? Mm. That's interesting. So first of all, with Mr. Beast, much respect to him as a creator. Like, I think he's amazing and he's really like figured out like the formula that I'm just saying, like conceptually, I get it. But to put it into practice uh, with like the effectiveness that he has is incredible. And also just like his business strategy of like, every like when he was starting out every dollar he made from this video he puts into the next video and he was like going all in and like you know just being committed to having like an impact and like shaping culture was very cool uh as far as like the fast editing style i'm not gonna lie some some like youtube videos like i'm thinking while i'm watching i'm like oh, this is too much movement right and i worry am i getting old like you know but it's, it's like too much movement too much flashing i think that the attention span of everybody is getting shorter these days. Uh, like uh, whether you're a kid or an old person, like everybody will just sit on their phone and they'll just swipe here for like three hours. And I know that making things in that style can sometimes get more views and get you the bigger numbers, but I really like something that can 
kind of hold you yeah. at the regular pace. Yeah. For example, this is a crime, right? I'm about to put myself uh, out here for everyone. Sometimes when I'm really busy, I watch my anime at two times speed. Yeah, I think that's... You shouldn't do that. You should not. Because you're missing out on the beautiful stuff that like the studio works so hard, the author works so hard. Like it's made that way for a reason. But I'm just like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta do so much stuff today. I'm gonna watch this at double speed. So like, yeah, don't do that. And I wanna make the kind of content that you shouldn't watch at two times speed. Do you enjoy it the same when you watch it at two times speed? Kind of. Right, so like what I'll do is I'll watch it while they're talking and I'll just read the subtitles really fast, right? When they start fighting, I'll change it back to one time speed. <laughs> I'll be like, oh no, they're, they're fighting now, right? Yeah. I gotta change it. I was going to ask you, comparing the YouTube content with the animes, some of the animes that I have watched are extra slow. Like they're, I think they're trying to stretch the animation because you know it's so yes. expensive yes. the animation that they make it extra slow. Mm -hmm. But then people love that and they watch hours upon hours of that. And then you have the YouTube content that is trying to be super fast. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Like, that's a question that I'm making myself because, you know, I want to make movies. Yeah. But I work making content that is short form. Mm -hmm. So we do the podcast at the studio. We do little short clips. Yes. I have a really good ability to create like trailers. Yeah. And they're really short, only like 30 seconds to a minute. Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to jam pack as much as possible. So I just don't understand. Like, what do you think is the, the right way of doing it? Or maybe the right question is, how can we learn the skill to make long form content that holds people, even when it's not fast cutting titles everywhere? Mm. That's a great question. I'm also trying to do that. And that's why I'm trying to make long form content because I got too used to making short form content. Mm -hmm. One thing that my parents told me a lot when I was growing up was, Jeffrey, you talk too fast. And right now I'm intentionally trying to talk slower. And it's very difficult for me to do that. I am struggling right now to speak slowly to you. Some people speak at this pace and this is how they live their whole life. And Frankly, I feel like it's much better to listen to somebody who talks like that. It can be exhausting if you're talking to someone and whenever you start talking to them, they're just super fast with everything they wanna say because they wanna get all the information to you and they're really excited about it and they want to make sure that you're keeping up with everything. It's tiring, right? And so like with short form content, that's how I feel that it is. But um, with long form content, like a movie to make like a nice film or like a nice book, I can summarize an anime or a book in like five sentences, but because I summarized it, you're missing out on so much, right? And I think it's about creating beauty in the things that are long, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a musician and uh, one of my most important lessons from my music teacher is music happens between the notes. So, so like, like, you know, that, that's super deep, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not happening because you're playing the notes fast. It's happening like between it, it's on, it's on that journey. So when you make something short, like a trailer, you're capturing the key moments but what can you do to make one moment lead to the next, right? In, in a way that makes people want to learn more about it, to be committed to it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's something we're going to have to keep trying to figure out. Yes. So, well, Jeffrey, thank you so much, man, for coming down. And, thank you so much. And hanging out. I really enjoyed our conversation. It's been a pleasure, man. Give it, bring it in. Bring it in. Give me a hug. So, thank you guys so much for watching. If you like this interview, I really think you're going to love this other interview with my friend is the best headshot photographer in the world. Check it out, share it with a friend, and like always, we'll see you in another episode.